Our gospel reading this morning is from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The storytelling has begun. In the morning, some women discovered Jesus' tomb was empty. Now it's later on the same day, and other followers of Jesus are talking. Two of them are talking while they walk from Jerusalem to a village called Emmaus. And of course, after three days of horror, trauma, grief, and bewilderment, they have plenty to talk about. The translation says they are talking and discussing. That sounds a little more academic than what they're probably doing. They're probably just telling each other the story. We make meaning of experiences by telling stories. 
If you tell someone about a dream you had, you'll find that as you tell it, you're trying to make sense of it. We do that with our real life experiences too. As in dreams, while we're in a real life experience, all we can do is live it moment to moment. Only later, by telling the story, do we begin to sort out our feelings, maybe fill in some gaps. With time and telling, perhaps we will extract some meaning from it all. That's surely what these two followers of Jesus were hoping to do on the road to Emmaus. We can imagine that each reminds the other of how things happen. Remember this? Remember that? They tell the story to each other, each filling in the gaps from his own perspective and settling on details, saying, no, it happened this way, or confirming, yes, I saw that too. Maybe they can explain it or help each other understand it. Someday, they might even find some meaning in it all. All of us tell stories. We even tell them to ourselves. That's how we try to make sense and build memories about things that have happened. But the stories we tell ourselves are flawed and incomplete, which we know by how often these stories make us the hero. Stories are better told in company. Sharing our stories with each other can remind us of events, fill in gaps, and give us new perspectives and a fuller understanding. Now, if two ordinary humans can do all that by talking to each other, imagine what happens when Jesus joins the conversation. That's what happens next on the walk to Emmaus. As the men walk and talk, Jesus joins them on the road. We know it's Jesus, but they don't. They take him for a stranger. And like most strangers, he seems clueless to everything that is important in their place. He asks, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? The followers are incredulous. One of them named Cleopas says, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? Clueless stranger says, what things? And so the storytelling begins again. They tell about Jesus of Nazareth, a prophet condemned and crucified, even though they had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. And now his body is missing from the tomb. And some women said they saw angels who said he was alive. Can't you just picture Jesus walking along in silence, taking it all in? I heard someone say recently that it is not the eyes that are the windows to the soul, it's the eyebrows. As Jesus listens to their story, full of errors and gaps and disappointments and questions, I picture him occasionally raising his eyebrows. And then he lets them have it. And I say that because it sounds at first like a scolding, oh, how foolish you are. But really, he lets them have a gift. He interprets the words of the prophets to show that his life, ministry, suffering, death, and resurrection fulfill the promise of the scriptures. He starts with what they know and then he leads them forward. Where his traveling companions seemed to fear that their hope in Jesus was for naught, Jesus himself shows them that the fulfillment of their hope 
far exceeds their expectations. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Luke 9, where Jesus asks the disciples, who do you say that I am? In that story, Peter answers that Jesus is the Messiah of God, and then Jesus leads Peter forward from what he knows, saying the Son of Man must undergo suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Who do you say that I am? What things? Jesus has a habit of asking the disciples to tell him his own story. And when they do, Jesus meets them wherever their understanding stops and leads them into something new. Sharing our stories with each other gives us new perspectives and understanding. That's what ordinary humans can do just by talking to each other. And these texts from Luke show us what more can happen when Jesus joins the conversation. This past week, a member of this congregation told me about an experience of story sharing, and it reminded me in some ways of the followers' experience on the road to Emmaus. So I asked the member for permission to tell this story to you all, and it has been granted. This member had traveled some distance to help out at a dinner where people could sign up for free food assistance. Only a few people came to the dinner, so our member wondered at first whether his presence was even useful. Had he driven all that way to help no one? But then he did have the opportunity to help a woman who was struggling to make ends meet. He signed her up for assistance, and he also accompanied her to the food pantry so she, should, she could get groceries right away. While they were at the food pantry, another car pulled up behind that client's car. And he was blocking the exit, so our member walked over and asked the driver to let the client pass. The driver said that he knew the woman who was getting food and he wanted to talk to her. The woman consented to speak to him briefly with our member standing near. And when she left, our member went over to speak with the driver again, asking him if he perhaps needed food or assistance. And the driver acknowledged that he did. And our member invited him to come back the next day when someone would be there to take his application. So the man turned to go. And then abruptly he turned back. And he began crying uncontrollably. He explained to our member that his four-month-old child had just died from no obvious cause just a few days before. He wanted something much more than food. This man wanted an explanation. He wanted someone to tell him why his child had died. The female client who had just left was his ex-wife. She wasn't the mother of this child, but he had hoped she might be someone to talk to. He just had to tell someone the story. And so he told it to our member. The two of them sat on a bench outside the food pantry for nearly an hour, talking, crying, praying, talking some more. The man wanted an explanation of tragedy. And of course, our member did not have one. Who does? Who can explain the death of a child? But our member could listen and share his perspective. 
He told the man that God was not punishing him by taking the child. He assured the man that God loves him even when the circumstances of his life don't feel very loving. Our member also shared his faith in the risen Christ. He let Jesus join the conversation. In the end, even though neither man could explain the tragedy, they both got new perspectives, adding to one another's stories. And Jesus led them both a little farther in hope. Also, by the way, our member no longer wondered if his presence had been useful. He concluded that God had put him there to be used by God on God's schedule rather than on his own. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation like this with a stranger. It shouldn't escape us that in today's story, the men on the road took Jesus for a stranger. And I'm interested in the various ways that translators have handled that particular part of the text. I read today from the New Revised Standard Version in which Cleopas asks Jesus, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? Now to me, that translation doesn't make a lot of sense. It assumes that all the other strangers in Jerusalem do know what's been happening, and maybe so, but don't we usually assume that strangers kind of by definition are the people who don't know much? They don't know us, they don't know our business, they sure don't know our traffic patterns. A better translation might be, are you only a stranger in Jerusalem and do not know? If someone is only a stranger, they might be forgiven for not knowing. But unfortunately, they might also be dismissed. Only a stranger can be a put down, a presumption that this person has nothing to give and is therefore not worthy of honor. The translation I like best has Cleopas asking, are you sojourning alone in Jerusalem and have not learned? In this translation, Cleopas acknowledges that traveling alone could keep a person from learning important stories. That's one very good reason to look for traveling companions. They are not hard to find. God puts them all around us. What things have you experienced? And what has happened when you have shared your stories? What stories have you heard from others? Has sharing stories given you new perspective and understanding? Have you ever entered conversation with a stranger and discovered that Jesus is also in the conversation? I think Jesus has a habit of asking us to tell his story. When you've been asked, who have you said Jesus is and what have you heard in response? In the darkest times, when you and your traveling companions may have feared that your hope in Jesus is for naught, how has Jesus himself shown you that the fulfillment of your hope far exceeds your expectations? Lots of questions, lots to talk about. It's a good thing we're not traveling alone. Let the storytelling begin. Amen. <laughs>